0: And good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses. Scano Sego, Ani, Bojo, Queque, and Tansi. And good morning. And to our listeners in Toronto and Ottawa, I bid you all a good morning. And anyone listening around the world, you know, you can listen uh, by downloading the Radio Canada app. And uh, I was just uh, in uh, a little bit of a conversation with our guest today. <laughs> so <laughs> just before we came on the air, we weren't, uh, yeah, we were, we were very, it's, it's interesting stuff. So Amanda Room is, is my guest today. Did I say that last name correctly? Rayom. Rayom, thank yes, you. that's Rayome. okay. That's an interesting last name. It's,
1: it's a French last name. Uh-huh. I don't speak French, which is really unfortunate. I need to work on that.
0: So, Amanda, I want to say thank you for joining us today. It's a pleasure, and, and it's really great that you're here.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: It's great that you're here. And uh, if you are not familiar with Amanda or her her work, you might be in Ottawa.
1: Yes, that's true. <laughs> Certainly grew up in yeah. around
0: Ottawa and spent a lot of time there. And uh, she is the 2014 Canadian Folk Music Award winner. And she also has an Aboriginal Songwriter A Year of the Award nomination for Juno. And she has some great videos out there. And I would say that, Amanda, your work is very much message driven. Mm.
1: Yeah. I, I feel a real um, responsibility as an artist and a performer. I stand in front of hundreds, thousands of people sometimes, and I feel like it's a real opportunity, mm. you know, to say, something positive, hopeful, bring a message. If it is a sad message, you know, try to connect in with people in that way, but still, you know, offer some form of hope or something.
0: entertainment. Yeah. And then, well education. And enter- exactly. I feel that way. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's interesting. Why do you think that, why do you think it is that messages are the, are the means for you to share your craft?
1: That's a great question. i it happened for me slowly. I played in a rock band. I played Mm. pop music. I wrote songs that were just, I was just trying to write hooky songs, you know, for a long time. And then it was when I went on a tour down through the States, I was solo and I didn't have all my band members and it was just me and my guitar. And I was singing a few house concerts and it was just like me and the guitar and the people. And they were so close to me, like physically. And I just Mm. thought, what am I singing about, and do I believe mm. in what I'm saying? You know, and it, that really changed things for me. And the, one of the major things is when I went to Afghanistan, and mm. I sang for yeah, you sang for the, uh, the the troops. I sang. Yeah, I've been there three times, yeah. and I sang. The first time I went there, I sang for you know a couple thousand mm. troops, and the message to me at that time became very important too. Like all these men and women are here in this place that is very difficult. And what am I singing about? Because I could be saying something that is helpful, you know. Or so, hurtful. Or hurtful. Yeah. Or I want to bring them out of where they are. Yeah. I don't want to make them feel sad. I want to mm-hmm. bring them out of where they are. So, you know, it. I learned a lot through those experiences.
0: That's really interesting mm-hmm. because that... That would be a very uh, a very different audience <laughs> yeah. to to try and entertain. Yeah, and I can see very much why that responsibility of of being an artist and the message you want to portray there uh, would be very important. Yeah, even in even in what you say between songs.
1: Oh, that's just it. You're yeah. totally right. And I just I really felt that way. Like, what am I? How can I help in this one moment? Because it just became so clear. Mm. You know, and and uh, yeah. Felt. So you went
0: there three times. Did mm. it? Did it? Uh, did it become uh, easier for you? Did you find you 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 had a way of connecting with them after you know going back a, a couple of times?
1: Yeah, for sure. The, and every trip was really different. The first time I went to CAF, which is Kandahar Airfield, the second time I went back to CAF, um, and the second time it was Canada Day, and mm. it was in 2011, and that was when a lot of people were leaving for good, like they were mm. deploying our troops and, and our men and women. And, uh, yeah, I, it changed for me because I, I chose different songs, you know, and actually we played lovers in a dangerous time with mm. the Bruce Coburn song. And I remember these like fighter jets, like flew over top of us while we were singing this wow. song and there was men and women with their like packs on getting ready to go on the plane mm. to leave for good. Mm. And it was like, these are smiles and, and people like things I'd never seen before. And it, so, yeah, choosing different music and choosing different message for the second time and third was
0: key. So now, again, I have to go back to that experience about what you just said, singing that song. Yeah. Fighter jets going yeah. overhead, people in, in there. <laughs> I could, like, cry ready. thinking about it, yeah. But but that alone mm-hmm. would, would, first of all... Uh, focus your attention and and really make you think about what material it is that you're singing and how that affected not only your audience, but you, you as well.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think this even about every day now, you Mm. know, like what, what words are coming out of my mouth? What, Mm. what energy, what, you know, what am I bringing to the table and, and, and to be responsible for that. So times that by a million when you get on stage and I don't know, I just feel like it's really important to be mindful and, and just be present and aware of what you're saying and, and how you're presenting.
0: Why do you think that responsibility, aside from those those military experiences of going over and mm-hmm. performing in front there, why do you think this has has, has uh, presented itself to you <laughs> I don't know in a way of saying, you know, I I have to think about this, I have to make sure that what I'm doing is it you know, it has a message or, or is important. I can't be doing fluff stuff, I yeah. guess that's what you're saying. I,
1: it is what I'm saying, yeah, and I, I just feel we're, in this life, we have one spin around, you mm. know, and, and what, I don't know, I feel like, what am I going to do while I'm here, and, and what sort of gift, and, and it's really... An honor to be able to do this job and this work, mm. and I take it really seriously. I like to have fun; don't mm. get me wrong. I mm-hmm. don't want to be serious, no, but I I, I definitely <laughs> take it seriously. Sure, yeah, I really do. <laughs> and I, as human beings, wherever we are—Afghanistan, Toronto, mm. you know, Attawapiskat, wherever, mm. anywhere—it it we're still human beings with feelings, you know. So even if we're not in a situation that's dangerous or or hard, like. We're just sitting here in the studio together like but we're human beings, you know, mm. and, and I don't know, I think we all feel a lot of the same things.
0: So Amanda, uh, can you um uh, introduce our audience to a little bit about your background? You yeah. said your your you know, is is French, yeah. but you're also you also have an indigenous background. Yeah. So can you tell me a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. So I'm definitely a mixed heritage for hmm. sure. And um identifies Métis. And so the, um, my Ojibwe Anishinaabe relatives Mm. are from Seul, Ontario, which is Northwestern Ontario. And I'm a whole bunch of other stuff too. Like my mom's dad was, uh, Scottish Mm. and my, um, my dad's mom is, uh, is German. And, Mm. you know, so I have the French is from way, way back. Mm. Um, I, I, you know, it's, for me, I identified the the most with being Métis, mm. um, and that w- was a process too. I, mm. I mean, I very white presenting. I grew up. Yep. Barhaven, mm. where's that? You ask. It's a suburb of <laughs> Ottawa. You know. So yeah, I did ask. Actually. I think yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's me, sort of in a, a quick snapshot.
0: So, but you you have uh, your ties to, let's say. Um, the the history of Canada mm-hmm. is a little closer than most, I would say.
1: <laughs> yeah. Do you want
0: to explain that? Because you're you were telling me about your dad and mm-hmm. about about his connection to someone of quite importance. Yeah, my country. grandpa. Your yeah. Grandfather,
1: yeah. Yeah. So my grandpa Jean Raume, he um, was the first Métis member of Parliament after Louis Riel. Mm. He um, was a humanitarian and a politician, mm. um, and, well, and so many other things. But uh, he. Um, he was really big on understanding where our family came from. And so, uh, someone else that I, well, you're saying you lived in Winnipeg or were, were you living in Winnipeg? Nope. You were there for one yeah, time. You're it. telling me, yeah. but so for example, like Banatine Ave in Winnipeg, that's my great, great, great grandfather was mm. AGB Banatine, who they mm. named it after. So I'm just really lucky that my family like to keep good track of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so as I tour Canada and, and meet new family members and, you know, people are like, "Oh, we've got a cousin here. You should stay with them." And and so I would drive across Canada, you know, and and play shows, and I would um, learn more and more and more. So it's really,
0: it's really awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. That's, yeah. that's great for people to know. I always like to get a little bit of background about, of our, our guests. Um, I have to ask you, what kind of stuff were you doing? You you were playing bands. What kind of what kind of music were you doing? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Your non-original material that you were doing. Oh yeah, stuff.
1: I I mean. I cut my teeth in bars in mm. Ottawa. I mm. played five nights a week. I hosted mm. open mics. I would mm. play cover songs like your favorites, you know, like Tom Petty, CCR, and, and Neil Young. And, mm. I mean, I played everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So then you started uh, getting this idea, hey, I think, uh, oh, you know, I was just was thinking, you were saying you were you were he- going south and touring, mm-hmm. and then you, you, you saw the closeness. Mm-hmm. Now, that closeness, that intimacy, I yeah. guess, So when you, when you felt that connection to your audience, Mm -hmm. what first came out of that? What was the first original song that that came out of that?
1: Well, that was probably in 2010. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, yeah, I went and was doing those house concerts and realized Mm -hmm. like, what am I saying? And and I went to um, Afghanistan the year before that, and I wrote a song actually called Push On that was Mm -hmm. about the men and women that I met over mm-hmm. there. Um, okay. so that was probably cause it, that was on my 2011 record. Okay. I started writing that after, and yeah, like songs like let yourself breathe. I know that, that you guys play that song. It's old now, but, um, it's still up there and, uh, yeah, just songs for sure. They became more message driven after that, that one tour down to Austin.
0: So as you, uh, as you started to get more message driven, you, you certainly have a uh, red dress mm-hmm. "The skin. I'm in, mm-hmm uh to name a couple. Mm-hmm. Um what why did you why did you pick those topics?
1: Well, so red dress, yeah, that came out uh 2000 and why can I remember 13. Um well that I wrote that song right around when um the uh, verdict for Cindy Gladue came mm-hmm. out. And also the Tina Fontaine story was really fresh at that time. Mm. And uh, I just knew I wanted to write a song that spoke about this major issue in our country, our country, mm. you know, of missing and murdered indigenous women. Um, and I wasn't sure how to write about it for a really long time. And then my producer at the time, Jim Bryson, sent me the start of a song and and it was the start of Red Dress and I finished it. And that's, and that's how that song came about. And I really wanted to sing about... Um, the sort of victim blaming side, because how many mm. times have you heard, especially with Indigenous women, like, "Oh, well, were they working the streets? Were they on drugs? Were they, you know?" It's like that stuff b- boils my blood, and uh, and so I felt it important to sing about it.
0: Yeah, and how many times can you uh, can you deflect the uh, <laughs> the reason after how many women? Yeah, know? it's. I mean, yeah. Can you really say that that is? Is the only reason? I mean, come on. It's you know what's yeah. interesting when you when you say that and and you think of that topic. I I what I thought about was um, do you know Sherry Miracle? Mm-hmm. So she has a song mm. that she wrote when there was when we knew the number was about five hundred. Right, right. <laughs> you know, and that's yeah. what she called it five hundred. And, mm. and I think wow, and now we think about how many. Right?
1: Oh, and it's so much higher. Like mm-hmm. those are the RCMP numbers. There are so yeah. many cases that aren't. Uh, that aren't accounted for. And I was inspired greatly, and I always like to say this, by Jamie Black's red dress, mm. or Redress mm. uh, project. The red dress yeah. is hanging around yeah, yeah. in public spaces. That's where the visual mm-hmm. inspiration yep. and
0: the title came from. Right. Yeah. So, um, so you can see that video online. Yeah. Red dress on Element FM. That was Amanda Reum, and she is in the studio with us this morning, right here Hello. on Element FM. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so... Tell me, Can you tell me a little bit about the process of writing Red Dress?
1: Yeah, well, actually, I was in Niagara-on-the-Lake, and I was there to write, and I was sitting at a kitchen table at a, at a Airbnb-like thing, and my producer, Jim Bryson, he sent me the start of a song. He said, mm. hey, why don't you try to finish this as an exercise for the mm. record that we were going to mm. do together? And I thought... Okay. And I opened it up and I just, it came out really, really quick and that's Mm. not normal for me at all. And, uh, and yeah, it just came out and, and I was really excited to, um, to finally have written about this cause. Right. Yeah.
0: So there, there was an element uh, obviously of satisfaction there. Yeah. Yeah. And what kind of comments have you been getting back?
1: Well, this is a couple of years ago now, but mm. people, I mean, the song is sad, you know, like it's a sad sure. song. And um, I sang it at the launch of the inquiry in Ottawa mm. and it was really emotional. Like mm. it, I think it's hard, a hard song for people to hear sure. sometimes masked with like pretty music. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, no, and, and I mean all the proceeds. So if you go to Spotify or if you go to Apple Music or wherever you listen to your music and you download the song or stream it, all the Proceeds, yeah, um, are going to the Native Women's Association of Canada right. still? Right. So, yeah, very nice. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's good to hear, and it's nice to hear that the message you're you're putting forward uh, is is you're backing that up. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great.
1: Yeah, I mean, this brings another issue of Spotify needing to pay more <laughs> for streams, but you know, the money that does come in goes yeah. there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's another topic altogether. <laughs> we won't even go there. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, it, you know what though? It, it does bring up the 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 notion of the business of music mm-hmm. and making a living uh, off of music, mm-hmm. and and the uh, uh, the world that we now live in, which is sort of continually changing, mm-hmm. um, and being able to get your music out there, get it played, but also be able to uh, recoup something from it at the same time because <laughs> you do have... What's this recoup word? You're s- I've never heard that It's before. an old, ar- archaic <laughs> term. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I guess that's uh, that's getting more difficult in some ways, right? And, and, and also, I think that artists uh, um, have to start looking beyond, right? They have to start looking beyond uh, just... Um, a single a single sort of revenue stream,
1: oh yeah, I mean it's but it's things like this, it's like element having me here and getting to speak about the music. It's mm-hmm. about you know this station example, like playing music yeah. that maybe wouldn't have normally been heard on commercial radio, and you know all that stuff matters, um, but yeah, I think that with the and it's not going back, you know we're not going back, yeah it's it's streaming, I think, and yeah. you just have to adapt and adjust, and that's what we do, you know
0: yeah yeah uh you have a you have a tour coming up and we do have to take a break in about a minute and a half okay but um i'm i'm just uh i'm wondering also about your uh you did a cover you were part of this uh oh, yeah. canada, canada tribute i guess to tom Petty hmm that was kinda cool yeah i d- love the song you did like,
1: i changed it a bit it's in okay. six eight now instead uh. of uh four 4-4, four, four, but um, yeah, Jada Kelly, um, amazing artist, she started a playlist called Canada Covers, and yeah. a bunch of us did Tom Petty covers. Yeah. Yeah. So I did Running Down a Dream.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was really fun. Yeah, it's, it's a cool song. Love that song. Yeah, me too. Um, I, It sounds like you're a big Tom Petty fan to some degree. <laughs>
1: I guess I am. I never thought of myself that way, but yeah, I, I love- You
0: mentioned him a couple of times. I you know, love his too.
1: work for sure.
0: And we're back on Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses. And you are listening to Element FM in Toronto and Ottawa. Our guest today, Amanda Rium. And Amanda is going to be going out on tour. uh, And she'll be in Toronto and Ottawa very shortly. Ottawa is coming up very soon.
1: Yeah, I'm playing Yeah, this Saturday at the NAC. The show is sold out.
0: All right. Yeah,
1: I'm excited. And then uh, we play in Toronto on the 21st 21st, at Cadillac Lounge and then we're off to Kingston on the 23rd of February at the mansion and uh, Peterborough March 1st, Napanee after that and then Levine and then I uh, go to the Junos and then I go to Europe for six weeks. Nice. Yeah. Where are you going to Europe? I'm going to Germany, Austria, France, Netherlands, Switzerland.
0: Cool. I think that's it. Yeah. That's a nice little jaunt.
1: Oh yeah. I love it. (laughs) I love it.
0: And that is Amanda Rayum with "Running Down a Dream," at least her version of the Tom Petty song. Mm -hmm. Cool, I like the harmonies. It's a nice
1: version of the song. Thank you,
0: thanks so much. And uh, "Running Down a Dream," you're chasing your dream. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're gonna be on tour, as we mentioned. You're going to be in Ottawa on the 16th. Yep. You're going to be uh, in Toronto at the Cadillac uh, on on uh, the 21st. Yeah. And then, as you were mentioning, you're you're going to be in a number of other places around the province as well. Heading off to Europe soon, which is, which is cool. I can't wait. And a CD launch this, this uh, next few days. Yeah. Friday.
1: Yeah. The record comes out on Friday. Available on all your streaming platforms. (laughs) If you can't get to the show or any of the shows, yeah, you'll be able to hear the whole thing. And I'm so excited to share all the songs.
0: And, and that's great. So. You know, you. the name of the, the CD is The Skin I'm In. Mm-hmm. Um, you, we, have a, we have the Skin I'm In song. We're going to be playing that for you. Mm-hmm. And we have another song uh, off the uh, CD uh, album uh, that we want to play for you as well. Um, I was looking for another song I thought we might be able to get, get to. Can you tell me a little bit about your, where did the musicality come from? you know, in your family or are you the first one to sort of venture in that area?
1: Um, well, so my mom always played piano, Mm. but not, you know, just for fun. Um, I know that on my mom's side there, like her grandpa played piano. Mm. Um, and my dad's brother, Ross, uh, was in a band called Roman gray and Mm. they had a couple songs that were pretty popular Mm. and he played bass and he plays many things, but, um, But other than that, I mean, unless I'm forgetting anyone major, which would be terrible, I just wanted to play. Mm. I I started with piano and I'm so grateful my parents put me in piano and I I was learning classical. I remember Mm. learning like, you know, and I thought this isn't this isn't cool enough. And I I was like, I want to learn pop music. (laughs) I was probably 10 or 11 or something. And uh, so I started learning pop music instead with my piano teacher. And then when I was 12, I said, you know this isn't cool enough. And I wanted to play guitar and it just kind of (laughs) kept going from there. So yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: Interesting. Mm -hmm. And then who were your, who were your influences musically?
1: Well, I'd say, well, Atlantis was a big one. Mm. Um, You know, I was probably 15 ish when Jagged Little Pill came out. And Mm. I mean, that's such an impressionable time. Mm. Uh, And I'd been, you know, working on guitar and writing poems. And that's when I started putting poetry to guitars and singing because I know I only started singing because I I felt I had to. Um, So she was a big one. Ani DeFranco is a really big one. Um, Yeah, I'd say those early on, those were really big influences Mm -hmm. for me, for sure.
0: So, yeah, because, you know, you're you're kind of folk, Mm -hmm. kind of related in Mm -hmm. that area. Um, So your The description you have is that you have this powerful, slightly gritty singing voice, mm-hmm. an ear for catchy melodies, and um I think that that's probably true oh or, good you know, <laughs> <laughs> in my
1: own uh, <laughs> stamp that I'm going to change the quote to be David Moses now on my website <laughs> no, no,
0: no. um but but listen, we also talked about your 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 choice to be responsible with what mm. you do as mm-hmm. well and how you, 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 you sort of have gotten in there and you've done some things around the Ottawa area. Mm-hmm. Um, so as it says, a generous community-oriented artist. Mm. That's interesting. That's nice. But it's interesting to, to use that. You don't often hear those mm. words associated. Maybe we'll start to hear more of that uh, from artists. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you've done some things like babies for breasts.
1: Babes for Breasts. Yeah. Yeah. That was a breast cancer uh, fundraiser. Uh, It was a national benefit concert. Mm. We toured it across the country. So one of my longest time friends, Anna Mira, started Babes for Breasts. Mm. And um, just because she wanted to try to raise a bit of money for Mm. um, breast cancer survivors. And so we turned it into a big concert. and, uh, And towards the end, so we ran it for 10 years. And towards the end, we were actually working with a Ottawa Integrative Cancer Center and mm-hmm. we were we started a program there called the Babes for Breast's Head Start program and we worked with um well clients patients um between being diagnosed and and treatment uh this program would help them with all the struggles in between all of mm-hmm. that cuz there can be a lot of time and mm-hmm. sure. yeah we ended up writing songs with with the uh, survivors and that was um, it's so moving and special
0: it, it must have been, and it must be uh, very special for those people. Yeah, I'd say.
1: Yeah. yeah, we wrote the song, and they, I mean, we just all
0: cried. We just yeah.
1: cried. We cried and cried, and it was really beautiful.
0: And yeah, you mentioned that a couple of times now about crying, but but <laughs> crying—the crying you're talking about—is healthy crying. It's it's release. It's 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 um, it's a way of healing. Mm-hmm. Would you say yes? Oh yeah,
1: I'm all into crying. Mm. <laughs> Come on, people. Get on board. <laughs> Let's have a good cry together. I'd make a joke now at my shows. It's like, like you're walking into a therapy session in a way because mm. I talk about all these different things, and it, that sounds scary. I don't actually mean that, but I joke, you know, because I yeah. I like to talk about this stuff, and I I don't know, and just be open and and encourage others to just be who they are and feel what they feel.
0: Well, I think in many ways, um as you said, it's a healthy thing, and it is therapy, and it and and it allows people to To uh, feel better mm-hmm. in, in so many ways when you can talk about things that are sometimes taboo, right? Mm-hmm. That we don't hear enough about.
1: Yep. Got to do it. Yeah. I'm into it.
0: Yeah. All mm-hmm. right. So what else have you been doing in that regard of being a responsible artist? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I guess, you know, this album, and specifically The Skin I'm In, that song, what I would say is probably the most personal song Mm. and this record is very, Mm. very personal. Um, so that feels like a part of the responsibility is to be digging into my own self and identity and my place, Mm. you know, um, in the world right now. But, um, yeah, that the, uh, for example, the video for the skin I'm in, Mm. you know, um, really challenges your perceptions and beliefs of gender norms, society norms, um, racial norms, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I mean, in really interested in that, that stuff right now yeah. and, uh, and raising awareness for marginalized people and people that have been oppressed. Um, I'm very fortunate. I'm not, you know, myself as a Métis person, like I can honestly say I haven't really experienced you know, like racial discrimination mm. and, and that kind of stuff. So mm. I feel like I'd really like to, yeah, talk about that stuff.
0: So you mentioned the video mm-hmm. um, and people can go uh, to your website and uh, they can see that mm-hmm. uh, that video. It's online. And um, I'm just wondering about the process. Was that something you had a hand in? Did, was the idea yours or did you work with someone for that? How, yeah. How did that come about?
1: So, um, I've worked with director Rich Meisner Mm -hmm. and he did the red dress video. He's Mm -hmm. done other videos for me. Um, and I knew I wanted to do a video for the skin I'm in, Mm -hmm. which was one of the last songs that we wrote for the Mm -hmm. record. I wrote it with Jason Blaine Mm -hmm. and, uh, and we sat down and had a beer and we just started talking about Mm -hmm. the song and, and it really organically just turned into the video that you can see now. Um, but it became, it, and it wasn't really orchestrated that much. Like uh, we had these particular people come. Some mm-hmm. of them were friends. Some of them I just met. Okay. Um, and uh, and we, the main thing was just to get on camera and just be authentic. You know, there wasn't a lot of direction mm. to to act a certain way. Mm-hmm. They these friends just sang the lyrics, and yeah, that in itself is a challenge to have cameras sure. and lights and sure. and uh, yeah. But we definitely worked on it together, Rich and I
0: and you have this this lovely young lady that the, the oh uh,
1: frances <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> she's so cute mm. and she you know well i don't want to ruin the video if people no. haven't seen it but she she was amazing and uh, her spirit was was
0: perfect you know uh it is a it is a uh, it's a, it's a it's a challenging video for the people that were in it mm. oh again we all cried <laughs>
1: there's so much crying but uh yeah. And my friend Ali is in that video and, and they said to me um, that it was a really, really big deal, their role. So, yeah. you know, when you, when you watch it, yeah. um, I think it was really healing for everybody mm. to, to participate in. And um, and really, f- I, I could tell that it felt important for the people in the video as well, you know, as another uh, truth and delivering of the message mm. and trying to help their own causes, yeah, and, yeah,
0: and and I'd say it took a lot of courage. Oh, I'm <laughs> a lot of courage. I
1: couldn't believe it. Yeah. I still can't believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are so brave. Yeah, mm-hmm. I yeah, it was so, amazing. Hats off, mm-hmm. hats off
0: to for sure. That was that's a wonderful uh, the the video. If you haven't seen it, go see the video. Thanks. And and the song. Thank you. Um, I I, I don't really want to go to it right now. That's okay. <laughs> it's
1: it's like just keeping people in suspense. <laughs> that's right. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. But listen, you also did this this Christmas CD. Oh, yeah. Tell me a little bit about that.
1: That is from maybe 2010. Mm-hmm. So actually my dad had a client uh, named Greg Waite and he wanted to do a project that raised money for the Boys and Girls Club of Ottawa. Mm. And he thought, how can we do this? And so I he came up with the idea to do a Christmas album mm. and he asked me to, to sing it. Mm. And um, so I picked a bunch of... You know, public domain songs mm-hmm. at the time, uh, and did rearranged a lot of them. Worked with a, my longtime friend Jeff Logan, mm-hmm. and we recorded I forget how many, maybe ten or eleven Christmas songs, and we put them onto this CD. And then the CD was sold in bridgeheads across Ottawa mm-hmm. and all sorts of places, and I think we sold almost seven thousand copies, mm-hmm. and donated all the proceeds um, to the Boys and Girls Club of yeah. Ottawa. And it was really special. I couldn't mm. believe that that many people <laughs> bought it, but uh, that was a really cool project.
0: How did that make you feel to be able to, you know, give back that way and and, and help?
1: Oh, awesome. It always feels awesome. Mm. I mean, again, it just sort of ties back into feeling sort of like, this is part of my work. Mm. This is a part of my work. And right. it wasn't, it all just started kind of happening to me i wasn't necessarily like looking for these yeah. opportunities yeah. and um and it feels really good i'd like to do another christmas album that mm. is a little you know a newer one mm. but uh i'm still really proud of that one great yeah so
0: uh, okay <laughs> so, yeah i have to keep an eye on the time right we gotta we uh, gotta go to a break for it was things. great um so we have this other song. Well, that's going to be take us over, over time, but maybe you can tell us a little bit about this other song that's on your new album, Picture of You. Yeah. you tell us something about that.
1: Yeah, it came out last Friday, and uh, this was a really fun one to do in the studio. Mm. The band was so much fun to work with, and Colin Cripps is the producer of this record. Mm. And um, this is a f- really just a fun song, and it's it kind of talks about always wishing that you had more, like not really being happy necessarily with, with what you've got and how as humans we're like, oh, I need more. And we get these kind of perfect ideas in our head of what we think will make us happy. And then mm. sometimes you get there and it's not exactly what you mm. imagined.
0: It's not about, it's about the journey, right? It's yeah. About arrival or something.
1: You go, yes, somebody said that for sure. But <laughs> I think that uh, I'm really interested in just feeling good along the way, not mm. just trying to get to the, the end and feel good.
0: Right. Yeah. Cool. And we're back on Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses. And this is Element FM. Our guest today is Amanda Rayoum. And she has a new CD launching. (laughs) And that's on Friday of this week. And she's going to be on tour. She's going to be in Ottawa on the 16th. So write that down. You want to be there. And then uh, she'll be back in Toronto on the 21st for a concert as well. The National Arts Center, a nice place to play. Oh, it's Ottawa. beautiful. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's, I mean, that stage is, uh, yeah. I'm playing the fourth stage, and I played the last concert before they did the renovations, and mm. then I played the first concert when they opened, and it's nice. a really beautiful space. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool.
0: And uh, you probably will hear this next song we were just talking about. It's called Picture of You. Do you want to tell us anything more about it?
1: Mm, I hope. We, I just hope people like it. Yeah, I just we had a lot of fun mm. uh, playing, playing this song in the studio, and... Uh, yeah, I'm happy that it's the second single.
0: Picture of you, Amanda <laughs> Rayoum, as I was <laughs> we were just talking about I know, I have tell people
1: that's it's like a ray of sunshine and
0: ohm, mm. like I'm going om. home. Rayouma. Yeah. Is it? Do you know what it means? Does it mean anything in French? Yeah.
1: It should. I don't actually know what my last <laughs> name means. I know what
0: my first name means. Oh,
1: yeah? It means worthy of love. Oh, wow. Any Amandas out there, if you didn't know that.
0: Now you know. Now, now you, you know. know. And that was Amanda on Element FM picture of you and that is her second CD coming off her new or uh, rather, her second song coming off her new CD or new album or a new release this Friday. Yeah. You know what to say anymore, new release, new CD, it's a, you know, it's all a,
1: I started calling them compact discs recently,
0: hmm. CDs. Yeah, well, they are. Right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> but but you're right, it's like downloadable stuff, right? It's yeah. just like it's a release it's a release i guess it's a release coming out and it, that song just proves that uh, amanda does not like to have any fun
1: yeah no fun <laughs> over here nope only serious it's a great serious. song it's a lot of fun thank you and
0: i uh, <laughs> love the instrumentation Thanks. we were just saying wow there's a there's actually a little break in there with a, a bit of a solo and stuff i know i not get to hear that anymore really right i
1: know yeah
0: so very refreshing great and Thanks. and how uh, that we have one more song we're going to try and fit in before the the hour is up it's uh, one that we've been talking about quite a bit but tell us a little bit about you've got this new release coming and you've got the tour coming. Mm-hmm. Are you looking further down the road? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, I mean, I'm already thinking about, you know, I've written songs that didn't mm, get recorded. Of course, and yeah. I need to always be writing and yeah. I'm excited to start writing again. Mm. And, uh, and, yeah, I'm just looking forward to the summer and, and thinking ahead to the fall and, and setting up, Um, shows for the fall and then and really just starting to plan out like when's the next Hmm. set of tunes coming out you know it's 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 definitely um you know you put music out and it's very much about right now but Hmm. i've been caught on my heels a lot like i'll put a music out and then go on tour and i'll tour for like two years and then i'll Hmm. realize like oh gosh i I gotta do a new (laughs) song or a new album or you know so i'm definitely trying to get better at at um, putting more music out more often because mm. two and a half years is just too
0: long. Right. I think. Um And, and does your team help you with that in terms of, Hey, Amanda, <laughs> they knock, are knock, now.
1: Knock. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've done a lot of my own. So sometimes, mm. I, you know, having that outside yeah. source is really helpful yeah. to just remind you to not get so caught up in the moment. Te- right. te- technically, you know, and that's part of my job though, being a performer. So mm. having, you know, someone um or a few people on, on the team reminding me of these things is key these days. <laughs> mm. Yeah.
0: Um, I had something I wanted to mention and of course it, it has slipped my mind now. <laughs> um, I guess it had to do with what we were talking about, looking down the road and, and thinking about the future. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, you know what? It's gone. It's, it's okay. gone. You Sorry know about that? It'll come back. It, m- it might if it's important.
1: Maybe in like fifteen minutes or so.
0: <laughs> After we're off the air, I got it. <laughs> so listen. Um, why don't we? We we've talked quite a bit about the skin I'm in, mm-hmm. and the reason behind it, and how uh, it's a it's a very courageous uh, video that co- that accompanies the song. It's also a song that, uh, as you mentioned. Uh, I, I, it it uh, addresses things that that a lot of people, in, in many ways, don't talk about mm-hmm. uh, or don't want to talk about, uh, but it brings these thing, things these things out. And I think you should definitely go to watch the video mm-hmm. because I think that is a big part of oh yeah of putting this together. Yeah, let me ask you this: do, when you are writing a song like that, mm-hmm. do you think of in images of? Of does does the video accompany that for you at this point in time, or do you just focus on the on the writing part of it?
1: That's a great question. Um, the video definitely still comes after. Mm. I th- I see things like mm. I see songs in pictures, and I see, you know, I definitely see things when I'm writing. Mm. But the the actualization where the video becomes what it is, mm. um, yeah, I'd say that's still separate for me for sure but uh, in this case specifically um i really feel like the video elevated the music mm. um to an, another place mm. so it feels like a very key piece to the whole thing mm. not just a little like oh here's a little helper to get the music out it feels very um very uh, important
0: yeah mm-hmm. yeah it it certainly emphasizes the message with the yeah. With, you know, as you mentioned, the young lady that's in it, as well as the other characters, which are very integral to this. Yeah. And that was Amanda Rayum's new single coming out. uh, Well, her CD or or release is coming out on Friday. That's The Skin I'm In. A very beautiful song, very heartfelt, emotional uh, performance there. Very nicely done.
1: Thank you. Thanks, David.
0: And uh, make sure to check out that uh, video that goes along with that. You uh, you won't be disappointed and uh, I guarantee you it will leave you thinking. That's for sure. Mm. Um, so we're really honored and we're, we're happy that uh, Amanda is in the studio with us. Our time is winding down and we want to talk about a few more things with her. Um, first of all, the Junos. Mm. Yeah, coming up. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to play in the Juno Cup. Sweet. It's going to be, I think, my third time. Jim Cuddy mm. runs the hockey team with oh, yeah. of musicians that right. plays against the ex NHLers, and yeah, it yeah. is so fun. I know that uh, Adrian Sutherland's playing uh, this year yeah, too, yeah, yeah. so I'm excited to see him there. And uh, it's always a blast. Right? Yeah, it's the most Canadian thing, I think. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Music and hockey against each other. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of that, uh, hockey and you mentioning that, um, and and uh, Adrian mm-hmm. uh, and Attawapiskat, mm-hmm. um, I, I uh, am part of an organization that actually sends kids from Oakville up to Attawapiskat cool. and brings kids down from Attawapiskat mm. and they play hockey together. I love that. Um, not against each other. They mix the players up on the same team so, so that they start to get to know each other. And it's a, it's a wonderful, uh, you know, hockey. You know? I love that. It's a great way because they know the players, they know the game. It gives them all something to talk about. It's a, it's a pretty cool idea.
1: Well, and I've been to Wapaskat yeah. and bringing youth down from up there to mm. somewhere like Oakville would be really amazing yeah. for them to just experience
0: mm-hmm. something completely different. And that's the whole point. Yeah. The whole point is to to say, uh, you know, that's your community. Here's another community and also take them around, show them post-secondary institutions, expose them to different things, you know, and give them some ideas of possible futures. Very cool. uh, Now, you also want to talk about the International Indigenous Music Summit coming up in Montreal. Yeah,
1: I'm so excited. So my dear friend Shoshona Kish dreamt up this idea to have um, Indigenous artists from all over the world come together Mm. um, in a summit sort of format and roundtable format and talk about our communities, the music, the triumphs the the you know the the challenges at hand mm-hmm. and uh, yeah just move forward together and that's going to be this Thursday in Montreal on Valentine's Day um Ooh. and people from all over are uh, are going to be there buffy saint-marie is going to be there nice um well adrian's going to be there mm-hmm. you know, anyway there's a whole big long list if you go to indigenousmusicsummit.com it's Good. going to be magical
0: very cool listen our time is quickly running out can't believe I, it i know but um, I hope you're going to come back. I would love I wish, to come back. That would be great. We would love to have you. And we wish you all the best thank with you all so your much. endeavors thank and you your much. tour and, and uh, the, the CD launch and all that stuff. Cool. Miigosh, very cool. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. So I just want to say uh, you're listening to Moment of Truth. And Moment of Truth has been brought to you in part by APTN. And uh, we look forward to having you back here again tomorrow. I'm going to be uh, out uh On location, and uh, we're going to have someone else sitting in for me. Caroline O'Neill will be sitting in for me tomorrow, right here on Moment of Truth.